1: Of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Piller up in Collingwood and the Ottawa Senators have won again. A pair of late goals may have padded the total, but full marks to the Sens in their latest 5-1 victory over the Calgary Flames. Just like it's been throughout this streak of four wins in five games, the kids led the way. We'll touch on Tim Stutzel's ability and how his first assist gave us glimpses into the future, plus the elite company that drake batherson joins in both franchise and league history by scoring a goal in his sixth straight game and not to nickel and dime drake he had two in this game matt murray was phenomenal and could give dj smith pause as to who should start tonight in montreal we'll have that debate tee up that entire game plus we have a major injury update and it's not great news this is the locked on senators podcast your team every day Today is Tuesday, March 2nd in Pilsy. I'm going to name a list of Ottawa Senators who have scored a goal in six straight games. It's the franchise record, but it's a five-way tie. Bob Kadelski Daniel Alfredson, Danny Heatley, Jason Spezza, and now Drake Batherson.
0: Well, anytime you're on a list with Bob Kadelski you know you've made it. So Drake Batherson is in great company and... I wouldn't be shocked if he breaks that record. He's tied. He's sitting with them. But I wouldn't be shocked if tonight, especially if Carey Price plays, Drake Batherson gets that number seven. And, man, what it must feel like to be Drake Batherson right now. It's, it's like everything he touches turns to gold. But, Ross, unfortunately for you, he seems to decide stop getting points at two a night, whereas your famous three-point bet continues to wait and starve and thirst to hit that green money.
1: I'm going to relinquish the $5 aspect from that bet. It's over. It's over. It's now going to be a $1 bet on that to win 24. I'll still put that down, but I'm changing it. Every game the rest of the season, $5 on a multi-point night for Drake Batherson. If I had been doing that, it's plus 400 at betonline.ag. If, if you've been riding the Drake Batherson multi-point night, You would be the richest man in the world because it's happened four times now in the last six games. What has gotten into Drake Batherson, or is it just that the pucks finding the net? Because earlier in the season, you mentioned on yesterday's show one of the lowest shooting percentage in the entire National Hockey League, but now the pucks are going in for him. I think this is this is
0: Drake Batherson. This is who we thought he would be and thought he could be, and now he's got the size, he's got the experience, he's got the confidence. And some new line mates, we'll get into that later, but, and he's got the chemistry with his line mates. Like this is what we can expect from Jake Batherson moving forward, a goal, every single game in what six straight, maybe not, but this type of play and this style of confidence and being a, a very efficient two way top six forward is what Drake Batherson is and What a way, what a time for him to come out and uh, really show the Sens what he can do because he is also a restricted free agent at the end of this season. So Drake will be looking for that money.
1: That contract's going to be fascinating when Batherson is continuing on the trajectory that he is at both ends of the ice, being relied upon to play with your superstar player. Now, as we do here, every Locked On Senators, we're going to roll through the game as it went because... Who else but Artem Anisimov to open the scoring after a first period where Matt Murray was the bonafide star? He made big save after big save. We tweeted out at Send Central he was catching pucks, and whenever the puck is staying in Matt Murray's glove, as simple and as trivial as this may sound, you know that Murray's going to have one of his good nights. We're going to get into some wild Matt Murray stats, but I want to roll through the scoring in the second period because on Anisimov's goal, Tim Stutzla. Did all the work. What part of the ice did he do that work from, Pilsy? Well, Timmy's driving right through the
0: middle. And that's that's one of, part of his game is getting into the zone. And then he has the awareness to know that Anisimov is right there. He drops it to him. And Anisimov gets a little bit of puck luck here. Because if that puck doesn't get slowed up by the defenseman, I think it might have been Hannafin. I'm not sure. But it gets slowed up and Riddick can't properly read it. And if that doesn't get slowed up, Riddick probably makes that save. It's a routine save, but it just throws them off and the Sens get up to a one nothing lead. Now, Ross, we like to do this in chronological order. So before we keep going ahead, we got to go back to before the game even started. If you saw those clips of the Calgary Flames during warmup, three different players collided. Sean Monahan gets hit in the face with the puck. This team had lost this game before it even started. When I saw those clips, I hopped on to betonline.ag and I tossed some serious shekels on the Sens because if you can't even get through your routine warm-up that you've done thousands of times without having disasters and tripping and falling and hitting your own star players in the head with a puck, you're in trouble. So the Calgary Flames, they were were lost before this game even started. And I'm surprised they uh, took so long for the Sens to capitalize on it, but... Already Party gets things going with his first goal of the season and gets the Sens off to a lead.
1: Sens were outshot 12-7 in that opening period. Matt Murray, huge, like I mentioned. So after Anisimov scores, didn't have to wait much longer. It was two minutes and four seconds between Tim Stutzla assists. Now, Timmy, eight points in his last eight games. He is also currently riding an assist streak of five in his last four games. So, Timmy's arrived Drake's arrived but this was also a nice play by Josh Norris to set up Batherson and then again was that Batherson or was that Mike Hoffman with that release absolutely nasty release but I I said it last time and I said it a couple times I think
0: where Batherson really gets extra kind of leverage on his shot is because he's such a dual threat you can't cheat on the pass or the shot because if you cheat one way, he'll go the other way. He's such a good passer that he's able to find guys backdoor. And sometimes the pass is a little too hot to handle because he's got to get it through traffic. So that doesn't always work. But it's an option. And also, if he sees Lane open up, if the defenseman starts to slide over to cheat pass, he's got such a nasty shot. He can just get it through and wire it. And that's what he's been doing the past six games. So Drake Batheson has arrived get, get your soap, get your shampoo. It's bath time every single night.
1: Yeah, man. What a player. Hey, like uh, we, we can't gush over it enough, but he's literally joining the most ridiculous list. I saw another one. NHL PR tweeted out that in NHL history, scoring streaks by players who are under the age of 23. Well, the only other names on that list with Drake Batherson are Eric Lindros, Pavel Bure, Ilya Kovalchuk, Alex Ovechkin, Steven Stamkos. Oh, yeah. And Timu Solani. That's a pretty decent list of names to to be accompanied with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and like,
1: I I didn't expect
0: this from Batheson. Like, I thought he was going to have a nice, consistent season. But for him to get hot on a streak and go on a tear like this, especially when the Sens are winning, also, that's so impressive. Like, this guy. I I said Nick Paul should get a consideration for an A. Drake Patherson's another guy too, because he's been through the ringer of development as well. As a fourth round pick, he cr- crawled all the way up into being an effective two-way NHL forward at a young age.
1: And when pucks are going your way, they really start to go your way. Yeah, Lucic scored to make it 1-1 for a little bit, but we have to get right to Drake's second goal because David Riddich put it on an absolute T for him coming out from behind the net, but great awareness for Drake to stop it right away on his backhand, turn forehand, and just whip it right at goal. He knew Riddich wouldn't be set, and, well, his intuition paid off.
0: Yeah, and I think as a goalie, this is, this is the tough spot, because I think when I was a goalie, I don't know about you, Ross, but I wasn't one of those guys that obsessed over getting the puck behind the net when it was kind of wrapped around the boards like some goalies like literally they can't help themselves they will put themselves in terrible positions because they got to touch that puck behind there and that's what Riddick does there he doesn't need to do that and then it's a bouncing puck it's bobbling and where the problem is Ross is that puck is within centimeters of being outside the trapezoid And if he doesn't whack at it as it's bouncing right away, he's looking at a penalty there. And he also is turning the puck over at a bad stage. So he's like, I'm going to avoid the penalty. Just get this puck wherever I can out out of the trapezoid danger area for a penalty. And that ends up going right to Drake Batherson. And he knows, like you said, the awareness that Riddick is not set. Just fired on net and hope for the best. I think it deflected off uh, a defenseman's skate or something. There was a deflection, but it ends up going in the net. So that's great awareness Because you got to be in the right time, in the right place. And they say say people don't get lucky without hard work. And that's the thing. Drake, sure, he seems like he's getting lucky. But he's putting himself in positions to succeed. And that was an example of it right there.
1: Defense is a huge part of creating luck for yourself as well. And I thought Ottawa in the neutral zone created so many turnovers in that second period. Calgary couldn't get anything going. And that was spoken to by the large gap in shots on goal and offensive zone possession in the second period, Ottawa, putting on a clinic 22 to seven on the shot clock. And a big part of that I thought was the rejigging of the top six. Now DJ Smith started the second period with Tierney between Connor Brown and Brady Kachuk, which left a line with the average age of just over 20 with 21 year old Josh Norris in between 19 year old Tim Stutzla and 22 year old, Drake Batherson, What did you see from those combinations where you could see uh, prolonged success?
0: Yeah, I I like the move. Uh, I thought maybe combining Tierney and Brown, that's great because they have absolutely amazing chemistry on the PK together. Like those guys are creating more offense than they're allowing when they're shorthanded. So I thought that was a nice move. And then obviously Brady could chuck the workhorse in there. You're going to, you may not get high dangerous scoring opportunities, but you are going to create offense and your possession is probably going to be pretty good with that line. So I like that move. And then when I saw the kid line, I was, I was both excited and very nervous. Like that is a lot of inexperience on that line. But when you've got a guy that's as hot as Drake and Timmy's hot too, he's been getting a lot of assists lately. You're not so worried about that. You can, you can not worry about Josh Norris kind of being stuck in bad positions because these guys are feeling themselves right now. So I really like that line. And I hope they stay together for a little bit so we can see what they got here. Because now we talked about it. If you combine those two lines and then you look at Paul White Dadnoff, you got your top nine set. And they look like they're solid chemistry wise and that they're creating chances and playing well defensively. So DJ Smith. After a lot of tinkering, a lot of smoothies being made in the blender, he's figured out his line combinations, I think.
1: Yeah, one of them that stayed consistent is also Colin White between Nick Paul and Evgeny Dadanov, And now Colin White finds himself on the score sheet. Once again, our buddy Lalim's Martian had a great tweet saying that he's padding his stats a little bit against Calgary. Yeah, he's playing well, of course, but two goals on Calgary's third stringer, Zagadulin, and what, his first NHL game. Then the empty netter. And then he had one on Riddich to make a five, two in that uh, game where we'll, we'll just kind of forget about that one. So do you think this is something where I don't know if I'm alone here, but Colin white at the start of this season and when he was struggling last year, didn't look like a guy playing with much confidence. So how much can this go into excelling him to get stay at the next level? This is massive. I mean,
0: but sometimes, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn, right? Like I hate to use that cliche, but he went through a lot of crap. Like for for a guy who's a young, touted prospect, you gotta remember the Sens traded Leonard for the pick straight up to get Colin White. So
1: <laughs> No disrespect to David Legwand.
0: Yeah, 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 Sorry, sorry. Definitely, no disrespect, David. Didn't mean to cast you out like that. But that was essentially the deal. So that you're looking at Robin Leonard, who, although Flurry is kind of stealing the spotlight there, that's a bona fide number one guy. And you signed Colin White to a massive contract early and he's getting scratched. He's supposed to be a young guy that's building this team. He was essentially, until Stepan came in, he was the number one center option, really, which was kind of scary when you started looking at it at the start of the season. But now he's feeling himself. He's scoring goals. Sure, maybe his two-way game isn't as good as it should be, but I like the efforts. Like that goal that he scores, that's a hard-working effort, to pad those stats. If the net is empty and you've been on a hot streak, you better be hungry for that puck. Like you better be the guy that's uh, rushing into where the faceoff is when that puck is loose. And, He's got three Calgary players kind of draped all over him. And he calmly, on the ice, passes it into the net from his own blue line. That That's a play that you need to be confident to do. Otherwise, you miss that and it's an icing. And now you got tired guys on the ice and they keep their net pulled. You could look at a bad situation where they end up making this game 3-2. Instead, Colin White scores and we end up with a 5-1 uh, final. That's get, impressive stuff.
1: Get this, Pilsy. That was Colin White's sixth goal of the season in his 20th game. In 61 games last year, he had seven. So his next goal will pull him into a tie with last season's total. So great for Colin White to get some confidence offensively. But they went from confident to cocky here, Pilsy, going from 4-1 to 5-1. Now the goalie back in net. Before we get to that, actually, David Riddich being pulled with four minutes left. What do you make of that? For me, you wait until you win the faceoff. It was an offensive zone faceoff, five on five, 3.57 left. Do you pull the goalie there? Down three, down two goals at the time. No, I, I'm with
0: you. If if that's the way you're going to go, and personally, like I love the Patrick Wah movement of pulling the goalie earlier and having more time. I love that idea. But three forty-seven, that's maybe a little too early for me. I'd like to keep it right around the two-minute mark is where I feel comfortable. But to your point, I don't understand why you have Riddick pulled right away. Like, why not have him at the blue line, ready to ready to get on the bench and get that extra attacker once you have possession and are in control of it? So that's kind of a head scratch there. I guess that's the Flames being cocky, thinking we're going to win this face-off and we're not worried about what uh, this Ottawa center's uh, line is going to do to us. And Colin White makes him
1: pay. Just seems so disheartening, and maybe that's what caused the 5-1 goal that you go out there, you're ready to, to bring this into a one-goal game, and then you don't even touch the puck, and it's in the back of your empty net. There's two reasons, though. One, you already mentioned with the face-off, getting possession, but there's also the sneakiness aspect of it. Everyone's lined up on the faceoff. Then when you win, all of a sudden, you have this guy coming full speed off the bench, and able to gain momentum as he gets into the zone. And how many times do you see it? The ISO cam on the extra attacker, and he just gets to his spot untouched because he's not being able to be detected by a defensive player. Next thing you know, bingo, bango, it's in the back of the net. And then they're celebrating. You know, you see that all the time. So I'm surprised that that's a a Jeff Ward mistake. Unfortunately, well, never talk about another man's job, but it would have been kind of funny to get two coaches fired in back to back series if you're the Senators. But it seems like Calgary, hey, lives to fight another day. For Calgary, their next game will be against Ottawa again. Ottawa has another game against Montreal tonight. We're going to get to teeing that up, but you want to touch again on this? Yeah, I
0: want to just say one thing. Remember the narrative. I want all Sens fans and Flame fans to remember this. When Calgary was the only North division team that hadn't played the Sens, And they were kind of in the middle of the standings and all the Calgary people were saying, well, we haven't had our Sens bonus yet. We haven't had our easy cookies, the, the automatic six points we're going to get against this lowly Ottawa Senators team. Screw that. The Sens just came in here and won that series two to one. They outscored you 14 to eight. You guys got embarrassed twice. Like that's the, the narrative there. Like, that's crazy that they thought they were going to come in here and just eat up those points. And now this is a team that is struggling. And you said it, never talk about another man's job. But I don't know how much longer Jeff Ward's going to be hanging around if that continues.
1: Yeah, we'll find out sooner rather than later with Ottawa getting to Calgary tomorrow after tonight's game. And they'll play Thursday, Saturday against the Flames again. But we'll get to our Sen Central standouts from this 24th game of the NHL season. Not till we tell you about Rock Auto, though. Rock Auto, the family business that serves auto parts to customers online. And they've been doing it for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low or in the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just put locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box. That way, they know that we sent you reliable selection, the lowest prices. It's rockauto.com. All right, Pilsey. The Sens win five to one. They've now got four wins in their last five and six in nine. Don't look now, but they're four points back of that fourth spot in the division. Yeah, there's four games in hand. Whatever, whatever. Big matchup tonight. We'll preview a little later on. Bad news though, before we get to our Sen Central standouts, Derek Stepan. The press release came out today. His injury is not good. It's a dislocated shoulder that will need surgery. He's out for the season. So, unfortunately, he was, you know, he was slated as a rental, maybe just a one-year guy as is, but a very unfortunate and sad way for his sense career to come to an end.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is just, this is just negative all around. Like it's too bad because I really did think Derek Sepp in the last three games he was in was starting to find his groove and starting to kind of figure out his role and how he could help this team. But if you're a Dorian, this is just kind of the salt in the wound here. Like first you trade a second, doesn't look good. You know, you're already, if you're going to try to recoup assets, you're already going to get a depreciating product here. You're not getting that second round pick back. That's for God damn sure. And now you're not getting anything back and you're kind of left with that stain. And also Stepan doesn't get a chance to kind of improve himself, right? Like he was, that's a guy that's hoping to improve his stock, get onto a contender and then sign probably his last decent deal in the offseason. But now he doesn't get that chance either. So that's just a tough situation all around. Hoping for a nice recovery for Derek Stepan. But I guess to put a silver lining on this, at least he gets to spend time at home with his uh, newborn child, which was kind of a strain on the relationship between the senators and Derek Stepan's family, since they were still in the States and with the border issues and all that. So open for the best for Stepan, but that really did not work out for the Ottawa senators.
1: One goal and six points for Derek Stepan in 20 games with the Ottawa senators, wishing him a speedy recovery, but his absence does open up a spot on this offensive side and it was taken advantage of with Arteman Isimov, who got on the score sheet with a goal himself. I don't know if it's enough to give him a sense central standout, but who are they for you, Pilsy? Who stood out most?
0: Well, if you're handing it off to me first, I'm going to take the easy one, and that's Drake Batherson. Like For a guy to be this hot, stay this hot, and be able to pick up goals like the one we talked about up against Riddick, where that's a play where he's in the zone pretty much all alone, and he makes something out of nothing. So Drake Batherson has just been feeling it. I love seeing this guy succeed. Like he was so much fun in Belleville. He was the, one of our early guests on making sense of the Sens. Like we've been cheering this guy for this guy since day one. So love seeing Drake Batherson stay hot and
1: keep squeaky clean bath time. Let's go. I think my favorite revelation with Drake Batherson this year, and we knew how good he was. He showed it to us in how many live viewings in Belleville, but the chemistry that he's developed with Tim Stutzla has been just outstanding to watch. They, they feed off each other so well. I'm waiting for the day that Timmy moves to center so we can really see them facilitate little plays in the neutral and offensive zone. Yeah, the chemistry between Timmy and Drake is, is just
0: so apparent. And if you're Drake Batherson... How, like, what a great way not only getting hot during your restricted free agent deal coming up here, but also how about showing the management and Sens Brass that you're the guy that's going to get their potential star number one center or left wing who cares where he plays but you're the guy that's going to match up best alongside Timmy Stutzla. That's incredible for your value to this organization. So if you're Drake Batherson, you got to love getting in tight with uh, one of the guys that's going to be a bright spot for this future.
1: Yeah, Timmy superstar, another Sens Central standout for me. What an impressive player just in all facets of the game. He's getting better defensively game by game, plus two last night as well, which was uh, his first plus two effort of his young NHL career. Right now, So you're looking at just the, the makings of a young star and it's kind of great to see this slow but steady development curve. And he's frankly just arrived. Are, are there plays that he still needs to work on? He did have his first greasy moment, I think a, a bit of a hit from behind late in the second period, but then they come at him. And he's able to take it. And stick taps uh, are in order to Goody right now for, for stepping in no questions asked and getting right involved in the middle of that melee. I thought that, who was it that even hit him? We need to put him on the list.
0: Anderson, Rasmus.
1: Yeah, you just made the list. And when it comes to Rasmus Anderson, we'll see you next Thursday. But good on Goody for standing in there. Even though you negate Actually, it wasn't even. They both got two for roughing. I there don't know
0: was how. no penalty on the Stutzle hit. Yeah. So 100 times out of 100, you do that if you're goody. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 100%. So good on goody for taking that. Not quite a cent central standout. My next guy to shout out is Matt Murray. We're seeing this alternating back and forth with outstanding save percentage, not so good a save percentage. So I'm his next game for me is when the pressure's really on. But what I do like is that he's got four wins in his last five games here. And outside of the game where he let in six against Calgary on Saturday, they've all been pretty steady performances. Yeah, he gave up four against Montreal. Some would say five at the end of the game with the goalie interference. But no, I, I just, i really liked his game and he's so steady early on. And that's what really gave this team confidence. I don't think if Ottawa comes out of that first period down a goal or two, I don't think we see the same push that we saw at the start of the second period. So 27 saves on 28 shots for Matt Murray, absolutely deserving of first star honors in this one. Oh yeah. And and this is
0: why maybe some of you guys listened to yesterday's episode, thought the C plus grade for goaltending was a little rich and, I mean, granted, look at their numbers and sort them in a league setting. They're at the bottom, all all attendees for the sense, other than Joey Decord's sparkling 100% save percentage. But this, this is why I gave them that boosted number because I really think this is the kind of goaltending we're going to see moving forward here. Now, again, Marcus Hogberg, turn it around. Another one of my poor hot takes was that Marcus Hogberg was going to be the best backup goalie in this division. (laughs) That one not looking so good for me right now, but I really do think that this is the Matt Murray we're going to see. And yes, did the Sens overpay him on an annual uh, term probably, but if he can perform like this for a young rebuilding team, imagine what he's going to look like when this team's set when that decor has all those prospects playing at uh, at the proper times and playing to their expectations, like he's going to be a bonafide stud. So Matt Murray, I love seeing his rebound controls getting better. He's getting better catching the puck. His reaction to tips and deflections is better. Like he's looked so good. And I, I think for sure, I'm going to be getting a Matt Murray Jersey because he's, he's a guy that's going to stick around and he could be a big part of the success of this franchise.
1: As long as you don't go with the all-white setup as well, Pilsy, I think the no. uh, jersey's a solid look for sure. Well, we, we did have an interesting story last week with Philip Schlappick's termination of his contract. Seems like there's a little more backstory, and then Schlappick is going to be joining the Pelicans in the Liga, so he's going to move over to the Finnish League. Sounds like the Sens weren't very happy with him deciding to play for Sparta Pro. He only ends up playing two games in the Czech league but they thought he would be developing bad habits and not helping himself and they didn't decide to listen to that and it sounds like that soured things between the two sides
0: yeah definitely and and this is the thing like when we talked about this a couple episodes ago episodes ago I was just dumbfounded like I could not understand why this is happening you already lost guys like Rudy Ballsters you already lost so much AHL talent Rudy So I'm not going to get into that, but six points in nine games with the sharks would love to have him still in the organization, but I really couldn't understand why they would terminate this contract. Now kind of the, the words are leaking out. And it was weird though, Ross, remember when Sens sends in Europe was the most hockey we were getting. And we were tracking all these guys. He was the only guy who ended up going to Europe unsigned, right? Like all the other guys, they waited, they waited, they signed, flight over to Europe, start playing. But he was still a restricted free agent playing in Czech. And I think that was just a a head scratcher on both sides.
1: And at Prague Hockey on Twitter as well, a good sense fan out in Czech Republic. He's tweeting out more information on Schlappek. So take it as you wish that apparently he wanted to leave Ottawa prior to the season, but that management promised something, maybe a bigger role. And now that that's not provided, he's going to look into revive his passion for hockey in Finland just wants to play, so um, hey, we want Schlappick to be happy as well. Seems like he wasn't happy, gonna work Schlappy. Out. happy Schlappy wasn't going to work out in uh, in Ottawa, so or Belleville for that matter. Um, so you know what, happy trails to Philip Schlappick, but I bet that's just another opportunity for another senator to come up and take that role. And we bet on a lot of those senators to provide shots on goal goals, assists, maybe even three points if you're betting on Drake Batherson, but where do we do it? It's betonline.ag It's the number one sportsbook that has us covered, the one place that we trust here on the Locked On Podcast Network Let me take you through how to get this awesome offer from betonline.ag So you go to betonline.ag You sign up today for a free account, and then use the promo code Locked On when you're making your first deposit, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Talk about easy. You put in $100, $50, $100 $50 bam in your account. Put in 200? Yes. $100 right there for you. Now, what are you going to do with that extra free play money? You're going to have to wager it. So why not lock in to Pillsy's parlay of the day? What do you have for us, Brandon?
0: Well, the three-team parlay did not work out so great last night. Uh the over pushed at 6. The Colorado Avalanche were up 2-0 to the San Jose Sharks and end up losing 6-2. So that was crazy. And then the Florida Panthers lose in OT after doubling up the Hurricanes in shots, basically. So that one didn't quite work. Swing and a miss there. But we're back at it. And I got one of my favorites in here. The Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be part of another three-team parlay. I got a hit on one of these three-team parlays, guys. So. Keep riding with me. We're going to hit on one, and that's going to make up for all the losses that have been happening recently. So, start off, you got to sprinkle every parlay recipe, starts with a Tampa Bay Lightning money line bet minus 180 over the Dallas Stars. Then we're going to head to the Battle of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia Flyers over the Penguins. The Penguins have been reeling lately. Tristan and Yari not really working out for them. And the Flyers have pretty much their team healthy, other than Couturier now is on the shelf, but they got Voracek, Giroux, all these guys back. So I'm hitting Flyers' money line at plus 101. Then the piece de resistance, the Ottawa Senators up against the Canadians. I, I struggled with picking the over at six and a half, but... These sends are hot. The Canadians are without Josh Anderson. And if Carey Price plays, they got a really good chance at winning, I think. And the odds for their money line is plus 221. So sicko mode is turned on. We're hitting this three team parlay and it's going to cash big time. Tampa Bay Lightning money line, Philadelphia Flyers money line, Ottawa Senators money line. Put 10 bucks in to win 90. Guys, if this happens, we're returning three digit numbers a hundred bucks back in your pocket so let's roll on this go flyers go lightning and most of all go sends go that is pillsy's parlay of the day
1: don't sit on the sidelines anymore get into the action and if you're going to check out the sends plus 221 right now on the money line it's bet online your online sportsbook experts all right pillsy one more story before we get to our preview of tonight's game between the Ottawa Senators and Montreal Canadiens. If you're scoring at home, the Sens are up three to two in this season series between Montreal and Ottawa. But when you're ordering a jersey, you have to be careful what you put on the back. No, not something offensive, but maybe to some it would be. Jersey foul to the biggest extreme. On Sens Reddit, this person. I I don't even know where to see the name, but it says, I'm so furious right now. I paid over $300 for a jersey and received this. Like, who puts a first name on a jersey? Is there any way I can remove this without ruining the jersey because this is unacceptable. It's a white senator's jersey and on the back, he must have put in the name both Tim Stutzla because on the back, it says Tim Stutzla. How wild is that?
0: That is so funny, but I have zero sympathy for this guy because the custom the he did a custom jersey whatever you type into that name bar or whatever and if it's not offensive they're gonna put on there it's like the ron burgundy i just read what the prompter says i'm ron burgundy if you put tim stutzla in the name bar they're gonna put tim stutzla as the name on your jersey so like you can't blame them for doing their job that's your fault like who when you're t- when you're looking for a jersey anyways, you don't look for a Tim Stutzler jersey, you look for a Stutzler jersey. So, that's 100% on that guy. That is just a wacko move. And if you're that guy, you got to wear that around now. Like you're you're going to be a celebrity now. You got to keep that going.
1: Yeah, we're not on Sen's Reddit, but Finnegan's Ghost uh, at Sleep and Baker posted that and then had an update now saying, "I am so stupid. I thought they wanted the full name of the player so they could verify, but I didn't know they were going to do it." He says they won't be able to fix it. So if you're <laughs> at the TTC when the world gets back to normal and you see Buddy walking around with the Tim Stutzlaw jersey, that is hilarious. You have to dap that guy up. So hilarious story to get into a hilarious situation where the Sens are playing a team they beat twice last week in back-to-back games controversially and, you know what, with authority, let's say. Tonight, though, could we see Joey Decord's first start Since April of 2019, I feel like we've had this conversation three times, but the day must finally be here.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you guys have been following along the show this season, Ross has asked me this question a couple of times, and I'm not a fan of back-to-back nights for goalies. I did like DJ Smith's decision to do that the first time because you're coming off a big win. You want to get as many points as quickly as possible. You've had so much time off, et cetera, et cetera. That one I was fine with. Didn't end up paying off, but it's all right. I just think they should have had Joey Decord in that first game, in my mind. He was comfortable against the Flames. Murray's comfortable against the Canadiens. But whatever, when you get a 5-1 win, I'm not going to complain. I would love to see Joey Decord get his season debut, or starting season debut here. I think this is a great matchup for him. Don't get Murray too tired. And like you said, Ross, on Murray's back-to-back, he has a great game, bad game, great game, bad game. So this would be scheduled for his bad game. Let's get Joey in there instead. Keep the wins going.
1: Well, which part of Matt Murray's stat line do you want to look at? The 0-2 and two, in two starts so when he plays both halves of the back-to-back or the fact that he's done really well against the Montreal Canadiens not only this year, but he's 7-2 and in his career against the Habs with a 9.24 save percentage in nine games. And as we talked about, I think it was off-air actually, his best game of the year for my money was the 3-2 win in Montreal, their only other game at the Bell Centre. So for me, I'm, I'm leaning towards Matt Murray still just because I want to see if he can string together two really good games. But at the same token, you're going to have to get Dax some action. And I almost think that the longer you go, kind of the worse off it is. But he's practicing against NHL shooters every day so and he looked really comfortable when he was put into the fire in that third period on Saturday so I don't think that the coach can make a mistake if I know DJ Smith over his year plus now in Ottawa do I think he leans toward the veteran yes but he did say it's very likely that Joey gets into one of these two games so well here we are on the day we won't know because Ottawa is not skating but I'm sure it'll be around four o'clock here that DJ Smith will address the media. So follow us on Twitter at send central. We'll be tweeting that out as soon as the information is available.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And that's just the thing. Like you've got a guy in Joey Decord who is kind of the elder statesman of your goalie prospects other than Hogberg. but obviously he's on the shelf right now. He's going to be in the taxi squad for the foreseeable future in the season when both goalies are healthy. This is an opportunity to get him in a game and give Murray a break. Do that. Take that opportunity. And you said you love Murray's stats against the Canadians, but I'm looking at that first stat you said where he's 0-2 in back-to-back games. It's, it's kind of like a starting pitcher, right? Like It's just statistics that almost every single starting pitcher after their third time through the lineup, you, you fall apart, right? And I think that's what's going to happen here in a back-to-back game. So I don't want to risk that. And this is a prime opportunity to get Joey Decord in the net with some NHL game reps. Go that direction in my mind.
1: So Pilsy, riddle me this. It sends Habs tonight. And if you go back through the last three and a half weeks, yes, we're choosing the sample size for a reason, but the Habs started so hot and they have been terrible of late, even after the coaching change. But get this, in the last nine games, Ottawa with six wins. They have the seventh best record. Well, tied for six, actually, in the league over that span. Montreal, meanwhile, has one win in six games. Since that date. So you have the sixth ranked team in the NHL against the 28th ranked team in the National Hockey League tonight. Would somebody believe you if you told them blindly that the way it was flipped was Montreal was that far at the bottom of the standings? Uh,
0: Probably not. I mean, the Sensickos, they know, but... The rest of the league might not be aware, but I I really think the Sens are starting to make some noise league-wide. Like, Although they only play six uh, teams in the North Division, I think the rest of the league is taking notice and seeing what these guys can do. And if you're Montreal, you've seen it firsthand what they can do. And you're without one of your best players, Josh Anderson, who had a lot of success up against the Sens so far this season. So that is a big detriment to this team. I see the Sens coming out with a win here, and it doesn't matter who starts for the sense, but I am hoping, and this is weird to say another one. If you told someone this, would they believe you? But I would way rather have Carey Price in between the pipes for the Habs than Jake Allen.
1: It is Carey Price. First off the ice at the morning skate just now, according to John Lewis, we're recording about 11 AM this morning on game day and Carey Price let in a few awful, I mean, awful goals in that last meeting where, is he responsible, partly, for the coach firing? Like, two games against Ottawa this year, he's 0-1-1 with, with an 885 save percentage. Like, this is not your big brother's Carey Price. This is a goalie who is struggling. The only thing that's successful right now is every two weeks when he gets that that 10.5 divided by 26. He's still cashing big checks, but on the ice, this is a really tough look. For Montreal so my lookout player is going to be Carey Price because we know what he can do he can flip that switch at any instant but it's pretty nice at the same time so I'm going to be looking out but with a grin for Carey Price how about you? Yeah,
0: I like that. I like that. I'm going to be looking at, uh, with no Josh Sanderson, who's a guy that plays a similar style game, Brendan Gallagher, right? Like that chippy, uh, skilled forward. And this is a guy who's pretty pissed a goal that he should have had allowed to uh, win the game did not get allowed. And he's probably still a little sour about that. So Brendan Gallagher is going to be the guy I'm looking out for tonight.
1: How about locked on? I know Drake Batherson's the obvious one, so I'll just give you a quick glimpse. As you mentioned, he could extend his uh, goal streak to seven games. It would be the longest consecutive streak in NHL history with a bit of an asterisk. Jason Spezza had eight straight, but was injured in between. So it doesn't officially count, although unofficially we'll say, we'll have to give it to Spez. That guy is just a legend. You see, he does the fake slap shot goal again the other night, but he always dominated the Montreal Canadiens wearing number 19 Drake Batherson now looking to do the same Batherson with 3 goals and 3 assists in 9 games in his career against Montreal who else are you locked on to tonight I'm going to be locked on to Chris Tierney this is a guy who's getting an elevated role remember what was it 2
0: games ago he was the fourth line center in between Pekka and Watson now mm-hmm. you're up playing with the big boys and Brady Kachuk and Connor Brown your short your short-handed buddy so Chris Tierney I think is in being put into a position to succeed. Now, let's see if he can break that goalless drought, though, because we're coming up to, I think, 22 games here without a goal for Chris Tierney. So hopefully Connor Brown or Brady Kachuk can set him up for a nice tap-in.
1: The goals haven't been coming for Chris Tierney, but I've actually liked his all-around game now for about a handful, but he's due. I'm gonna say that about Chris Tierney, and he needs to pick it up in the faceoff circles. He's only won eight of his last twenty-eight draws, Pelsy, over the last two games. So he needs to snap him back at a bit more of a percentage. And Ottawa, I think they did well in the faceoff battle the last time they played Montreal. So I'm hopeful that that will continue and that he'll be able to get back on track because. If Tierney can get going, especially with the impending return of Ryan Dezingle, I know Dezingle went out of his way to mention his relationship with Tierney in his press conference. So I think we might see that as a duo and be kind of your 3B line in a sense. So I'm interested to see once Dezingle gets in what Tierney can do. But right now, anyone who's playing with Brady Kachuk, you know you're going to get chances at the offensive zone. So I like that by, by you. I know we keep going back to it, so I'm going to give one in jest and then one uh, that I'm really locked onto, but Brady Kachuk against the Montreal Canadiens. We can't have a Brady Kachuk versus Montreal game without mentioning that these are the games that he raises his tempo, his intensity, from an already extreme level to just beyond because he knows that the Montreal Canadiens passed on him with the third overall pick in 2018. The guy they picked, two goals. Well, Brady twice this year has done that in a single game. Took Cockney 20 to get there. So, hey, it's always in the forefront of Brady's mind. He just came off an emotional series against his brother and scored one goal in that series. Matthew had a goal. So, Pilsy, right now we're $30 in for our donation to Canadian Bloodlines. We would encourage everyone else to get on board. We're waiting to make our donation until the next two-game set. Our our on-the-board money is still good for that. And let's add it. Let's add another 20 bucks per cent win in this upcoming two-game series to Calgary because if they can win one or both of those games, they could find themselves out of the North Division basement. What do you know next? This team that they're playing tonight, Pilsy, is currently in the last play? Can I mention the P word yet? Hey, if Ottawa wins tonight, they're four points back, although we'll let Pilsy be the realist here. There are some games in hand that Montreal has.
0: Yeah, sorry guys. I mean, there's, this is, this is just what I'm always doing, eh? Pillsy preaching patience and now Pillsy party pooping. I'm going to party poop all over this P word uh, talk because yes, the Ottawa Senators are six points behind the Montreal Canadiens, but they are also four games. They have four more games played. The Habs have four games in hand. So I don't know if I'm quite ready to start tossing around that term yet, but, it's not out of the question, that's for sure. Like, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm kind of sitting on the fence of P-word or no P-word, and I'm going to bounce one way or another in probably the next week or two because it's not out of the question. Like, the sense could squeak in in the last spot or they could end up picking first overall. Like either of those could could realistically happen. That's why I love this team. They're so much fun. they whether they're good or bad. There's always something interesting going on. And uh, you always feel like you got some skin in the game.
1: And they're scoring goals now with five oh, straight yeah. games where they've scored three or more goals. The goal horn has been very active at the CTC. A successful, a successful homestand for Ottawa, but now they take their act on the road where it hasn't been so nice away from the CTC, but every game's an opportunity. And one of their road wins came at the bell center. So really excited for tonight's game. We'll have a full recap in the morning, hopefully talking about another effort from the kids, because the most positive thing that we've seen all season from Ottawa is when you go through their leading scores, it is just a youth movement. And that shows you a glimpse of the future. The team leader now overtaking Brady Kachuk, I believe for the first time this year, is Drake Batherson with 17 points. So you have a 22-year-old leading the team in scoring, then a 21-year-old, and the last point I want to make on today's show, Pilsey, and by the way, there's two guys who are 21 below this, or 19 and 21 when you look at Timmy, but we have to finish up with Thomas Shabbat because he extended his point streak now, his assist streak, and... Moved into a tie for fifth all time among Sen's defensemen in assists.
0: Yeah, Thomas Chabot has quietly been really good. I'm looking at his game log now. Maybe the plus minus isn't great, but the assists—he's on a four-game streak with six assists in the last four games. So he's doing exactly what you want him to do. He's—he's he's that point guard that starts every play on on the ice. You know, he's the guy that's going to be bring the puck up and getting that offense started. So him getting these assists is great. And I think we're going to have a really interesting battle on our hands here, Ross, for who finishes the season with the most points. Like for me, it could be, it's a toss-up between Brady, Drake, Timmy, and Thomas Shabbat. Like I think any one of those four could lead this team in points by the end of the season, and I wouldn't be shocked.
1: Hey, it's a storyline we'll be following. When it comes to Thomas Shabbat, though, get this. He's a minus 14 in 13 games against Montreal in his career. No other team is he a double-digit minus. So I think that's pretty interesting. He's got one goal, five points in 13 games. But when all these family and friends are watching from the Quebec native, you know he's going to want to pick that number up. The good news is that's a number that you can skyrocket with a big performance tonight. So tune in tomorrow. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. Thanks for listening to the Lock On Senators podcast. It's your team every day.